Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Yes, it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good evening. Good evening. This is Harriet Westmore of the More Wine and Music podcast, the podcast where we discuss music over a glass of wine. Um, I'd like to welcome you to season three. And um, we're talking about the early sounds of rock and roll for this uh, certain genre. But before we get into our story for tonight, I want to make sure everybody hit that like and hit that share, hit that subscribe button. Go on um, www.morewineandmusic.com, leave your comments, and if you have an artist that you would like me to uh, talk about during, um, that was in the early 50s for this season, please uh, leave me a message there. Also, I'm offering um, Patreon members. I am now on Patreon through the More Wine and Music podcast. It's now on Patreon. And for $10 a month, you will get extra episodes that is not necessarily talked about on the regular season uh, podcast platform. I will be going more in detail about certain, um, the mystery, the tea, so to speak, the the tragedy of certain uh, artists across all genres. So... If you want to know more um, information about a particular artist or group, join the Patreon page. It's patreon.com backslash more wine music. And with that, for $10 a month, you also get 10% off on all apparel on my more shopping um, online um, store. So you automatically get every item and every accessory that is available on the more mall shopping online is um, you'll automatically get uh, 10% off. And that would be, you will use your 10 for 10 discount. And that's because you are a $10 a month Patreon. So therefore you will receive $10% off. I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good deal so 10 for 10 join patreon.com backslash more wine music um, become a patreon member and get 10 percent off of all merchandise items that are available on the uh, more online mall uh, website and i actually it, uh, you can go to that website at www.more, shopping.co. And I will have that information um, in the link. Okay, so 
without further ado, let's talk about season three, episode 28 of the early rock and roll genre. This week, we'll be talking about a lesser known, but well known, but lesser known, if that makes sense, artist. And his name was Eddie Cochran. And who was Eddie Cochran? Eddie Cochran was one of the great um, rock and roll stars and whose influence was very, um, actually, he was kind of more well-known and more appreciated, so to speak, not only here in the U.S., but in the U.K. But unfortunately, you know, he wasn't able to enhance his um, his career because of his um, early tragic uh, life ending. But let's let's talk about him and let's see who he was before he became who he was in the end. He was born Ray, Ray Edward Cochran. He was born on October 3rd of 1938 in Albert Lee, Minnesota. He originally... Um, lived. His parents originally came from Oklahoma, but uh, after they moved from Oklahoma, they um, by the age of 12, his family moved to the suburbs of California and LA. And his music early influences was uh, country. He began to um, play drums at an early age. And by 1950, he learned how to play the guitar and the piano. Um, while in school, in junior high, he formed his first band, and it was there that he um, became, to, you know, starting to hone his craft and playing. Um, he was basically playing, playing hillbilly drum, hillbilly songs, um, and so, you know, that obviously did not get him any kind of notoriety. But, I mean, he was getting a little bit of popular popularity. He did show some kind of talent because of his ability to play the piano and the guitar. He did drop out of high school, um, and he wanted to become a professional musician. And in 1954, he, he partnered up with another uh, musician who was named Hank Cochran. Now, which is, uh, incidentally, they weren't related, but although the last names were, you know, the same, they were not related. And they deemed themselves the Cochran brothers. Again, no relations, but, you know, they both wanted to utilize both their last name as being Cochran. Um, they released their first single, Mr. Fiddle, back with um, Public Consciousness. During that time, Eddie Cochran's um, influence became, he became really fascinated with um, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Elvis, Carl Perkins, and the like. And so he wanted to kind of emulate their style of music. He, you know, admired that type of uh, sound. And he changed from, decided to change from playing country to playing rock and roll. And so he um, started to play rock and roll and he composed a song called um, Sitting in the Balcony. And that was in 1957, back with Dark Lonely Street. 
and in the latter, the girl can't help it. Those weren't really high popular. I mean, it didn't really um, make the charts at all. But again, you know, when you're starting off, a lot of times, you know, you have to keep producing, you know, more and more songs. And before you get to that one song that actually catapult you, catapult you to, you know, the top. So his major breakthrough was actually in August of 1958 with the song Summertime Blues. And that was co-written by himself and a um, guy named Jerry Capehart. His songs actually was um, considered to be upbeat. Um, and, and, and his lyrics most, mostly, you know, happy, go lucky, uh, the life of a teenager. Um, he, you know, pretty much his, his lyrics and songs were, you know, very like bubblegum um, 50s rock and roll where, you know, teenagers can dance to at sock hops and um, high school dances and things like that. So his other song that became popular for him was the song called Come On Everybody. And that was considered a rock and roll house party type song. And in 1959, this is where Cochran decided to, and was able to kind of hone in his craft in the recording studio. He was able to learn how to dub his voice over um, the multi uh, layers of the, of the guitar parts. And um, he did that as a uh, influence by uh, Les Paul. And he was able to um, add backing vocals to that. He, so he was very, as far as not only knowing how to play, he also was very um, savvy, started to learn how to do the engineering and the producing part of, of, the, of his music. In 1959, of course, if, if you listen to episode number 27, when I was talking about Richie Valens, um, he uh, became really, really um, depressed, losing three icon musicians in 1959 from the plane crash of, for Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper. And that kind of like, that kind of, you know, turned the tide, not only with Cochran himself, but with all other type of um, uh, musicians at the time. Uh, I think that plane crash kind of woke everybody up. But um, nevertheless, he still went on. Um, and it, it was around this time he also met who had been, became his fiance. And her name was um, Sharon Sheely. She, in her own right, was a professional songwriter. She wrote for other uh, musicians as well. So she co-wrote uh, some of his songs as, you know, once they became to get serious. And it was said that um, the first time they met, um, he was kind of cocky, arrogant. Um, he pretty much blew her off and, you know, she embarrassed and, and just left out of the room. 
and someone told him, he said, uh, you pretty much blew that because that could have been your mil uh, million dollar seller because she is a songwriter. So he kind of regretted that. And they had an opportunity to meet again later on. And this time they connected. So it was now we're going into um, 1960. He was um, becoming to be a little more famous with his song Summertime and uh, all Summertime Blues and also Come On, Let's Go. So it was found at the UK, the, the kids, the Brit, British kids over there in the UK were starting to like his music. They really were starting, he was starting to get popular over there. So as any good promoter, and manager would do. They wanted to promote him. And so he went over to the UK to promote his songs. And he was became really popular over there. I, I would say more so than here in the US. So he was, you know, booked on several tour dates in um, the UK. So in um, 1960, he was pretty much over in the UK. And it was also at this time that, you know, he was still reeling from the, the accident and the demise of three, um, you know, of Richie Valens, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. He was pretty much, you know, still reeling from that. So, so much so that he decided to write a, a song about that, about them. And they were called um, Three Stars. And it was a very, if you listen to the song, it's a very emotional start. I mean, very emotional, very, you know, soothed, very sad, uh, but a nice tribute to the three stars. And in the end of the song, he is actually very overcome with emotion. And you can actually hear, you know, he can tell that he was crying because of, you know, it, it, it was, it was devastating, you know, to, you know, it was such a big major loss and a lot of people, you know, a lot of artists, you know, fellow musicians, they were, they were devastated by the, you know, by that uh, tragic accident. But as he was touring in um, England, he, uh, finished um, one of his gigs and he, and I guess from one point to another, he had to get to another destination and taking the train from where he was to get to the airport. He had to get to um, London Heathrow um, airport and it, it would have took hours by train. So they decided, um, and that was actually um, Sharon, his girlfriend or, you know, now fiance at the time, he flew her in. And so she was there with him and it was, uh, Gene, um, Benson. He was another, uh, artist, famous artist of uh, early rock and roll artist and Cochran. They decided to rent a car, figure it would be a lot faster to 
driving a car than being on a few hour train ride to the Heathrow airport so they can catch the flight to get to, I think their next destination was New York. So this was on Easter and um, which was uh, April 17th of 1960. So they, they decided to get a car and they were driving and I think from my understanding that they were the driver, whoever was driving, we were, they, he was driving a little bit too fast. And if anybody who's from the States and knows how UK, their roads are, I mean, first of all, you're driving, their, op, their, their driving roads are opposite from what we have here in the United States. And so you're driving on, you're riding on the opposite side of, of, of the road. And not only that, a lot of the countrysides are very hilly. So I don't know exactly what happened, but the car, the car, whoever was driving, they were driving probably kind of fast. They were driving, you know, because again, they were trying to make it to the airport in time to catch the flight, their flight back to the States, back to New York. But unfortunately, the tire blew out and it was a, um, they lost control of the, the car and the car crashed. And um, it killed Cochran right on the spot. And it put his uh, girlfriend into the hospital and left um, Jean Vincent crippled. So, um, and that was April 17th of 1960. So another tragic demise of a young up and coming singer. He was only 21 at the time of his, his death. Um, shortly after his uh, death, um, his song, um, Three Steps to Heaven, was, had reached um, the number one um, LP in um, the UK. And it really devastated everybody, uh, pretty much not only here in the United States, but definitely in the UK. Fans in the UK were, they were just devastated of um, the loss of Eddie Cochran and how he um, was tragically taken away in a um, plane, uh, I'm sorry, in a uh, car crash. So again, I, I feel that it's interesting during those times um, in the early 50s and in the 50s during the rock and roll era that there, there were, if you really look back at it, there were some tragic endings to a lot of these artists' lives. Um, like I said, just, you know, a year before was... Um, Buddy Holly, you know, the plane crash with Buddy Holly, Richie Valens and the Big Bopper. Now, that was in 1959. Now in 1960, you've got Eddie Cro Cochran, you know, tragically killed in an automobile accident. And, you know, and, you know, again, it, it was, you know, it's it very, it was a very tragic time. Although it was a very, um, 
fun and wild and everything. The fifties and the rock and roll um, era was uh, early rock and roll fifties era was very fun. And, you know, teenagers just wanted to have dances and have fun, but it was also tragic at the same time. So, you know, there you have it. Um, another artist gone too soon. And that was Eddie Cochran. So um, I want to thank you for this is a very short video. You know, unfortunately, like I said, he really didn't make his mark until the end. And he was like, again, on the cusp, just like uh, Richie Valens was. He was on the cusp for stardom, and but his life was cut short. But you can still hear a lot of his music today, even especially in the UK. The UK, they are diehard fans of him. They will not, you know, will not let his memory, you know, die. So you can go on YouTube and see a lot of um, documentaries even today about um, Eddie Cochran and how much of an impact that he had, his music had on, you know, UK, even though he wasn't there long. But his music is. So, which I find that, you know, very telling. So, again, um, become a Patreon member. Hit uh, patreon.com backslash more wine music. You will um, become a 10 for 10 member. $10 a month will get you beyond the videos that are what's shown on the regular podcast platforms. I will be going more in detail on different uh, groups, different genres, and I would focus more on the scoop or the tea and, and the tragic side of, of um, the music industry and, and the music uh, careers of a lot of these artists. Um, I don't necessarily do it. I may skim over it here on the regular platform, but in Patreon, you'll get more of a, I'll be focusing more on um, the actual demise and actual backstory of uh, a lot of these uh, artists. And, and also with that, you'll get 10% off on the more online mall apparel. And there's a lot of t-shirts. There are uh, bags, uh, tote bags and men hoodies that are on on the site so i really would encourage you to take advantage of the 10 for 10 become a patreon member and automatically you automatically have access to 10 percent off and, and that's you know that's as long as you're a member of a patreon and you can you know unsubscribe at any time but once you unsubscribe you will not have no longer have the uh 10 discount to the store so, but um, on Facebook, hit that like and hit that share, hit that subscribe button. And um, next week, I'm going to be talking about the group Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. We all know who that is, right? We all know why do fools fall in love? Um, there was a movie about that, but I'm going to talk about the group themselves. Now, if you want to hear about Frankie Lyman personally about who he was and his story 
that's the type of uh, story that I will talk about in Patreon. I will not um, talk about him uh, as a single person of who he was um, on the regular podcast platform. You will have to get the backstory of Frankie Lyman and you have to be become a Patreon member. But I'm going to talk about the group Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers and their short-lived um, popularity as the group themselves. All right, and that will be next week. So you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.